0: Hi. I lost my little black book like this uh, in the cafeteria, and it's my favorite, and it had my favorite pen. If anybody has seen it <laughs> and, and wants to slip it into my office sometime, I would be greatly honored to have it back, and will buy them one. If they desperately need something like that. It's great to have you who are visiting us here. I didn't know uh, that you would be here. And what I was thinking of speaking on actually is quite important for you as well. A year ago, if you had come here, I would have looked as lost as you were. Because I've only been here about a year and a half. And a year ago, I was still trying to understand what this place was and, and why God had called me to this place. Uh, and now I can say to you welcome to a very very special place Uh, a place that I am proud to to serve as the president and to people who I am proud to call colleagues and uh, students Uh, one of the students uh, I guess it's become known that I have a bit of an open uh, office policy even though Kathy's trying to make sure that doesn't happen uh, so she dropped by just to ask a few questions, and she told me about the kind of person of faith that she wanted to be, uh, which is very much what I call a dissident disciple. She wants to do things counterculture. She wants to be some someone for Jesus, and I, it was a remarkable conversation. I don't know if she's here today. I can't see her, but um, but I just I just thought to myself, what a special place this is and so for you who are here from encounter it's good to have you here and i hope you feel some of that today if you have your bibles you might want to just turn i'm just going to this is a pack this is a passage just packed full of things that could be unpacked but i'm just going to pick out one verse it's actually the key verse to all of chapter 1 and 2 it's this passage that paul is writing to the thessalonians I I preached one chapel on the first chapter, and I made mention that this was actually a. I kind of Paul's... the, The Thessalonians are mad at Paul. And so the first two chapters are him writing to them to say, well, if you're mad at me, don't forget I birthed you. And it's actually an unpacking of his understanding of what ministry is about and what the Christian life is about and how he ministered to the Thessalonians. But we're not going to talk about that because the key verse in these two chapters is this verse in chapter 2, verse 8, which is this wonderful verse that says this. He says, We loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well because you had become so dear to us. Let's pray. Father, Take these which are human words and make them yours and then make them flesh in our lives. Amen. She was an incredible minister. She was a profound person of faith and she was an amazing evangelist. She had become a person of faith when she was a young adult studying for a year in South Africa. It was during the time of apartheid. So it was all the more amazing that this white woman from a family of atheists found God in Jesus Christ. And it was all the more amazing that years later, so many of her immediate family are people of faith because of the way she witnessed. At the Lausanne conference in Cape Town a year and a half ago, she and I sat in a restaurant in a town called Stellenbosch where the famous Afrikan Apartheid University had been situated that she had studied in. And she told the story of her coming to faith in this place. And it was a powerful story of miraculous encounters with God through different people that she met. <clears throat> she came back from South Africa, and she finished her studies, went on to seminary, and she began to work with University Christian Fellowship on the campus of McMaster University. And oh, how God used her. It was the 90s. And she thought outside of the box because, frankly, she didn't know any better. The IV chapter at McMaster flourished under her ministry. And one particular aspect of that ministry was the one that attracted young students to a worship service at the pub that was there on campus. It became known as the Church in the John. The John was the name of the pub. And it was amazing to watch. Sometimes 600 students packing into this well-known establishment to sing and to pray and to worship, and most importantly, to find God. Great Christian minds would come to this worship service in the pub. John Stott Robin Ganesh and so many others were preachers in those years in that pub. I remember my own experience of being there. To this day, the fruits of those years of church in the John can be felt in the lives of people who've gone on to amazing things. One of the people that grew out of that experience is now on the medical faculty of the University of Toronto in a very wild Christian. I mean that in the best sense of the word. And all that time, while she was in this ministry on the campus and all of this was taking place, she and her husband Steve co pastored in a church that they began to call Bethel, Little Bethel. Originally it was called Bethel, and they decided they might as well just acknowledge who they were. They were this little church in this raw part of Hamilton. And they wanted to kind of give themselves a name that mattered. And so they called themselves Little Bethel. And this little church had a big vision and a big mission. And they lived it. I'll never forget preaching there one Sunday and watching as all the aboriginal First Nations children that were part of that congregation gathered around one of the great theologians of our time, who has now passed away, named Clark Pinnock. This, if you know him, this very awkward, socially thin, tall man came alive in this church and around these children. And these children loved him. And I remember sitting and watching as they just... All sprung up and ran toward him when he walked in. Turned out that he always brought candies in his pocket. (laughs) The church and the the kids loved Clark, and he loved the kids. There's so much more that I could say, but I won't. You see, I was at this woman's funeral on Friday morning. The place was packed at Walmer Road Church that church just down off Spadina, on just off Bloor, to celebrate this amazing life. You see, three weeks after we returned from Cape Town, she she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. And from that point on, she fought a valiant fight, and eventually she succumbed to that cancer only a week and a half ago. This again is one of those great questions that I'm going to ask God. Why her? I could think of a pile of other Christians that could have gone before. (laughs) And I would include myself in that. I could think of so many people that should have gone way before. But God, for some reason, called her home. I can't tell you why. But all through the service, I found myself thinking of this chapter in Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, and in particular, to verse 8. It's because she lived it. We loved you so much that we delighted in you, so we didn't just share our words with you. We shared our very lives buffs that was her name, Buff Cox. Her real name was Elizabeth, but as a child, she was called Buff. She always had to explain that. Buff's impact was directly related to the way that she shared her life with people. Over and over in this funeral, people talked about her hospitality and the way that she opened the doors and their home, the way she and Steve lived in opening their home to people. We loved you so much that we delighted in you. We didn't just share our words, but we shared our very lives. That should be the byline for Tyndale faculty and staff. For the way that we see students. And frankly, the potential for new students. I promise you, I want to make your daughter and your son, if you're a parent here, if they come here, they are coming here not just for an education, but they are coming to share in the lives of faculty and staff in a way that they would not have in any other place. It's the powerful feature of the early church. It's the way the gospel of Jesus Christ broke down walls, broke down barriers, the kinds of barriers of tribes and gender and all of those kinds of things. It was the way they broke down barriers. They chose not to just give their stuff to people, but they shared their lives the cry of the first century people who saw these strange people called people of the way or Christians, was they would say this. See how they love? Look how they live with each other and how they treat each other. We need to understand that. And in truth, We always need to be rediscovering what this means because this is the very essence, the very nature of what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Even as we hold on to truth, see how we love. See how we show compassion. See how we care. Even as we hold on to those truths. It should be the character and the difference in a university education offered by Tyndale. It should be the difference. I was teaching two weeks ago on a Thursday evening. I always get this horrendous schedule. It's a Thursday evening, all day Friday, all day Saturday class. You'd love it. (laughs) Um, And it was a break. And I ran into two university college students, psychology students, and they were really excited. Our psychology department are these three very powerful women, uh, very strong people of faith, um, who are absolutely amazing at what they do. And these two students were telling me about what had happened to them recently in the fact that their paper had just been accepted and they were going to be able to present it at the psychology conference in Chicago. They also wanted me to know they didn't have any money to do that. (laughs) But that's what presidents are for. They told me how excited they were. They were excited because in many ways, they as undergraduate students were getting an experience that mostly only master students and Ph.D. students get, but they were getting it because of the professor, who I won't name, but is sitting in chapel today, who poured her life into those people. Poured their life in helping them develop this paper and to be seen well enough to present to a conference. And I thought that night of this passage, and the numbers of stories that I've heard of staff and professors who loved their students so much that they shared not just their knowledge, but their very lives. It's the way of Jesus. It was the way of Buff. And it will be the way of this school. And it continues to be the way of this school. It's the way of Jesus. And as a consequent and as a result, it should be the way of Tyndale. Let's pray. With wonder, with grace, with the power of your Spirit to turn us upside down and turn us inside out, so that all the things that would have been are now the things that you breathe into us as possibilities. To you, O God, who in your Spirit granted us those possibilities. Make us people of hospitality, of love. Make us people who share not just our knowledge, but because we delight in those who are amongst us, we desire to share our lives. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you find my little black binder, (laughs) don't forget to give it to me. Go in peace.